All right, so welcome to the vape week. And uh, this week was intended uh, to be an intervention. Um, and uh, the people that we're going to try and bring uh, a couple people in tonight, um, they're telling me that they don't think they're going to be able to bring them in. Um, so we'll, we'll pursue it as best we can. Uh, it's unfortunate that they are not going to come on. Um, but we tried. I mean, we tried. Uh, so, you know... Um, I had an agenda, and I'm not sure how much I'm going to be able to stick to it uh, because the people aren't going, aren't going to show up. Uh, but if you guys would like to call, uh, if you'd like to air your grievances, uh, if you'd like to bring things up, um, it's going to be just a slightly different show than was planned. But uh, if it, there's a lot of stuff going along in uh, in the vape community, as we know. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that's going on with the, the advocacy groups, um, and there's a lot of stuff going on with VTA uh, and uh, something called CASFO. Um, and, uh, and there's just a lot of stuff that's going on. And people have expressed uh, concern, uh, discontentment, uh, just a, a general malaise and confusion about the whole situation. Uh, there's there's people that are they're running around and they're just scattering. Um, and so this today is intended to be a safe place, a, a place where people can call in and, and be able to express themselves, have other people hear them, and for for people to, you know, just for a real, you know, for lack of a better word, you know, a real kumbaya moment. I mean, it's this is what today this intervention is about again sorry that uh, the people that were were expected to come but uh, as with many interventions like this um, you know it's it's very very difficult very difficult uh, to bring the people in and uh, the word is that they they caught word of what was happening and they bolted um, and you know and they're free people they get to they, they, you know nobody was in the apprehendum uh, but uh, there were there right now. There are people trying to get the these. It's a couple of people. They're, they're trying to bring them in tonight. So, but if you'd like to call otherwise, uh, please feel free. Um, and let me get you that phone number. The phone number is three four seven three zero eight eight three two nine. So you can call into the show. And uh, I'm just going to take a quick peek here at the chat. There's uh, Thomas Chrishop. Uh So. Uh, let me just ask you the question, uh, Thomas. If you think that Dimitri has so little involvement, then why are you so concerned? What he's saying in the chat is that, uh, you know, most things that Dimitri is involved with don't relate to advocacy and don't relate to the community. So why is it that you think that? Um, let me just check my phone lines. The phone lines are open. Would you like to ask a question in chat? I'm, I'm looking at it as he decides if he wants to form a question or make a statement. Um, I'll just go over what the... Here's what we were going to try and do tonight. We were going to talk about carthotic screaming. And carthotic screaming is... Sometimes it's very good for a release of stress, for, for people just to scream a real primal scream. And, uh, you know, I can save you hundreds of dollars. Uh, let's go. Let's just do a little one. I'm, I'm trying to do it... Um, I'll just try and use a real, you know, a common mantra. Um, so it's going to be, and I'm going to have to lower it down because, um, because you know, I'm not sure how the microphone is going to respond. So it's going to be, I mean, just a real scream. You fucking assholes. Yeah, something like that. Assholes. You fucking assholes. 
yeah, I th- I think it is it's very good. So if, if there's people, if if uh, it really does help. So if you're listening along right now, as I'm waiting for a question, please feel free to just to try. So just you know, take that word that scream and and let it out as much as you can. I mean, if you're in a neighborhood where people don't care, just just belt it out, and uh, it will. It is it is a proven scientific technique taught in the California schools. It's called primal screaming. Look it up. Google it. It feels good. So go ahead. Uh, I'll, while, while I'm waiting to see if this question is, uh, please proceed. Thomas, unfortunately, uh, has no form of an opinion that can be discerned. Um, so are you making a statement of something? Would you like to assert something? Do you have a feeling about something? Do you have a question, Thomas? Uh, so Thomas has, has worked his steam up here, and he his assertion is that uh People should just move on, uh, and that's in regards to uh, the head of uh, of Sevia, uh, the chairman of Sevia. So his his remark is just just move on, uh, just that's it, move on. Unfortunately, uh, Thomas, the the answer is that this is a community, uh, and this is a town hall. So I I do respect your opinion that everybody should just ignore things and move on. And just if if things are going bad and you see them, that you should just allow it to happen. You know, uh, but in this case, because people are heavily involved with advocacy and these groups are uh, that this is why this is exactly why the, the intervention was suggested to me that something be done um, so I, I want it, I want this to be a safe place I, I want to you know keep some humor in it too but uh, people should not just move on as you say so people should just not just agree to disagree and people should not be afraid of the drama because drama is life and so if you want to put your head in the sand and ignore the drama, if you will. Drama is life. Okay, so we're all still vaping. um, And uh, I think that we all still want to continue to vape. So uh, let me go back to the the agenda. And again, I'm not sure if uh, because um, the intervention team is telling me that they're not going to be able to get the people in uh, tonight, uh, that they're just resisting, um, you know, and and with some people, um, you know, as much as you try, you can't get them to communicate. Um, so uh, it's disappointing. But uh, here was the here's what we wanted to go over. Uh, we wanted to talk about uh, dealing with loss. We wanted to uh, proactively purge toxic influencers. We wanted to combat ir- irrational thoughts. We want to talk about anger management, and then. You know, there's something called trust falls, which is, uh, you know, uh, been kind of spread from California or across the United States, and uh, it's kind of popular on YouTube and things like that. And, uh, you know, in, in this community, as we call it, uh, when some, when people do trust falls, there's often reports that people don't catch them at all, that the people they trust, and then they say, I'm going to catch you, and they just go away. So it's a question of trust. Can we still have trust in, in people uh, who we expect to do things in the community for us. It's, it's, a, it's a real dilemma. And, uh, you know, we're taking your calls, taking your calls. Uh, then we want to talk about questioning authority. Is it okay? Uh, and, of course, uh, the, the one part that was a joke was aromatherapy because I'm expecting that everybody listening tonight is going to be vaping, which I'm going to do a little bit. Uh, and uh, we're all going to be vaping. And 
hold on. I'm going to vape. Uh, everybody now conduct your own personal aromatherapy. I'm going to put out a phone call to find out if the uh, intervention team is going to have any success pulling people in. Uh, but if not, we, we will proceed without them. This is a, a community, uh, an endangered community, and we must persist. Uh, people are so very, very truly upset that uh, that I mention that uh, Demetrius Agrifonis uh, is somebody that um, is kind of fucking around with our community and that is kind of just, just screwing around with it. Um, and, and you know, so I'm supposed to shut up about it, uh, but I don't think I will uh, because the guy is, is doing stuff uh, with a lot of things and he's got, as he likes to say, he's got his hands in a lot of bunch of different things. Uh, and, and he says, well, if he gets hit, he'll, uh, he'll hit back twice as hard. Uh, oh no, he's actually said 10 times as hard. Uh, and that's what well, he said it on his last show. Uh, so, I, you know, there, there's some sort of fantasy out there that this guy isn't a bully and, and he's not like, like Dimitri isn't actually a bully. And I don't know how many times I've heard people say that they have been bullied by this guy. And, you know, uh, some of it comes, you know, 10th hand, you know, from a friend of a friend of a friend. But I mean, when I hear it from a friend of a friend of a friend, you know, I'm told that he's persona non grata at ECC because he was just fucking around with people. So all I know is that I went to ECC. The guy wasn't there. You would think he would be there if, you know, that's the biggest event. That's the biggest vaping event of all vaping. So he was bullying around something with ECC. Uh, and and I know that uh, he was trashing, absolutely trashing the guys at Vape Summit. I mean, I, he, why do I know that? Because he was doing it, and then later on in that same very episode, he went and trashed about me. He, he was trashing me. So I, I don't see him going to the Vape Summit. And, and I think that the, the Vape Summit in Texas is one of the, it, it is a, one of the premier events. So then Dimitri in it goes around saying that these events are, there's there's something wrong with them that the advocacy is something wrong with them and so then he says that people's labels are wrong or, or he talks about stripper poles now i know that phil bersardo does stuff hand in hand uh with with dimitri and so you know uh, everybody really likes phil i really like phil everybody likes phil but now phil is is getting into the big time advocacy game and i i don't know if phil knows it or not but i mean Dimitri trashes people left and right. And so, Phil, all I would suggest is that you probably have some trusted friends. You should make some, some asking around to people if, if uh, you know, what's being said. Don't ask me, because I don't know. You know, but you should ask some friends that would know. Because all I hear is that the treatment that I got from Dimitri on his broadcast is typical of what he does to other people behind the scenes. This guy tarred and feathered me with a Tom Baker thing like nothing else. And he said that, oh, people shouldn't listen to me and people shouldn't this and people shouldn't do that. Now, there's a whole bunch of people that, uh, that think that that is not happening to them behind the scenes. When Inside Vaping was still a show, I said, you know, uh, Dimitri is, is going around and just nailing people left and right behind the scenes. As I said that, uh, I, and then I said the, the words, the only difference is that he's doing it with me in public and he's doing it with you behind the scenes. Now, I, I meant to say that as 
uh, you know, as a, as a generic, a generalized thing. And, uh, and what happened was that Dane, and I don't know his last name, jumped up, and I'm watching the four screens right now, and he jumps up and he goes, one day I will tell my story. That's all I can tell you is one day I will tell my story. And then so what I did is I tried to move the topic along as quickly as possible. But for something happened with Dane and Dimitri where one day he'll tell his story. Uh, so I'm just telling you, folks, uh, I know for a fact that that many of you are getting trashed and thrashed behind the scenes by Dimitri. He's just done it to me in public. And so I'm I'm going to talk about it. However... What's what's happened is as things have moved along, uh, back from the VP Live days of Tom Baker or whatever, we now are 30 days gone after the uh, the, the 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 90 day freeze date thing. So we've got 60 days left. We we've got no time to screw around anymore. There's there's not that much time to play around. If there were a time, it would be nine o'clock Eastern on a Friday, like right now. Uh, you know, if there was to be some time to screw around a little bit, but you know this. This is just to try and move things along. Um, and and I, I say this right now with all seriousness. I am trying to do some actual serious things, trying to get things done. Uh, I actually think this is important to try and diffuse all of this angst in the community. Uh, but, you know, uh, don't judge me on trying to diffuse a, a fist fight. Uh, or, or, or don't judge me uh, because I am actually going to go and try in and stop a mud fight. I think it, I think it needs to be done, uh, and uh, and I'll do it. But the the the, the absolute uh, the Church of Dimitri is upset. I mean, his six thousand followers. Uh, I actually put out this show thing tonight, and then somebody from Tennessee goes, "You need to stop," and that's all he said. Well, if he wants me to stop, maybe. Maybe he should start. Maybe he should express what needs to be stopped. So uh, let me just go and check to see in the chat if he is uh, there. I don't see him there. Uh, let me go back on Facebook, see if I can find the guy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Glenn Morin. Um, so Glenn, um, he just says, you need to stop. So if I click Glenn Morin's name, uh, I find that uh, he's... Uh, owner of West Tennessee Vapors, um, and uh, I assume he's in Tennessee. So you want me to stop, but what am? What should I stop? What is it? So go ahead. Uh, I'll, I'll be happy to take your call or your... I'd like to hear what exactly I'm supposed to stop because y you want the suppression of the sound of silence to go on, that you don't want anybody to say anything, and maybe you, know, maybe you have an e-liquid line that is made by Mountain Oak Vapors. I don't know who you are, Glenn, uh, but... You know, what is supposed to be stopped? What is it? Let's just go uh, cut to the chase uh, because I, I'm trying to make this show a little bit uh, shorter. I'll go over what we did last week. Uh, and that replay was just sent out. That's uh, S -E -E, uh, S2E1, Season 2, Episode 1. It's called, uh, it's called uh, you know, basically Year of the Taxes. Big Tobacco Wants Big Taxes. And uh, so we talked about uh, the, the, the Cole Bishop report. We talked a little bit about uh, Sevia USA attacking Mitch Zeller. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, Knock Nor uh, calling the, the women that do the webinars that work at the FDA bimbos. Uh, we talked a little bit uh, about uh, them saying that uh, PMTAs would be impossible and nobody should even try to do a PMTA. We talked a little bit about... Uh, that how uh, how, it, how it seems that Mountain Oak Vapors is not going to try anything to do uh, with the 
with a PMTA. They're implying that the PMTA is uh, completely an impossibility. So I did reach out to uh, Steve Nair and asked him uh, if he would come on the show. Uh, he was not the intervention person, by the way, uh, but uh, it, that. Uh, and uh, it's not 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 necessarily Dimitri either, uh, but uh, the uh, I asked him if he wanted to come on. I, he probably hasn't seen that. Let me just check my Facebook and uh, let's see if he even saw that message. I don't think he has. Hold on a second. No, because because I'm not technically friends with him. Uh, he hasn't even seen it, so uh, it's not even fair to say that. Uh, you know, I, I tried, but uh, the, the the phone call didn't actually even make it through. So. Um, but here's the question that I would ask, is that because Dimitri, who's the chief operating officer of Mountain Oak Vapors, is saying that the any nobody should even bother with the trying to do a PMTA because a PMTA would be impossible to do, that uh, nobody should do it. And then uh, he said that anybody that even try and help you with a PMTA shouldn't be trusted. Uh, so my question back to Steve Nair is, are you guys doing anything? Are, are you guys going to do anything to try and get the compliance? I know you're a white labeler for a lot of different people. You've got, you know, uh, retail price of your stuff is somewhere around $200 million or $150 million or some gigantic amount for the, for the retail price of all the white labelers you do. I know that you guys aren't, you know... A, uh, I think you're over the five million for sure, but uh, you know I don't know what your actual sales are. But are you guys gonna uh, do? Are you guys gonna do anything with PMTA compliance, or are you just gonna basically say, eh? After two years, we're done. Is that the plan? Is the plan for Mountain Oak Vapors to just hang it up after two years? You're not gonna even put in a PMTA, not even at all, because that's the message that you're that is being put out to the whole entire vaping community. Every single vape, if everybody right now were to listen to Dimitri Agrafonis, that uh, if they were to listen to him, they would say, ah, it's impossible to do a PMTA. I better not do it. And so uh, it, I wouldn't even pay anybody so uh, to do it. So let's just, uh, because here's the deal. If Dimitri is saying that because he believes that as something that is true for himself, and that's why Steve Nair, I'm saying, is it true for you? Because he works at Mountain Oak Vapors, and that means he works for you. If you guys are doing nothing to, to work on a PMTA, if you guys are doing nothing with regulatory compliance, then surely... You guys are off the market in two years unless the Cole Bishop bill or some other type of thing happens because you won't even you're not even going to go for the two uh, the the, uh, the the extra the bonus three years. I mean, if you get your application in, you're going to get the way I see it is that they're going to have to if you get your application in, they're going to ha I think they're going to have to give you at least another year. I think that would be my argument in court uh, or that'd be my argument to them uh, when I t talk to the FDA because this is very detailed but uh, when they first put out the deeming they said that you could have as long as it took for them to do the approval process of it and now they, they took away the, the unlimited side for as long as it would take them to do compliance and then j they just set it to be one year. So you have two years to put in your application then now it, they say you have another year, but previously they said you would have as long as it takes to disposition it. So what I did is I went into the FDA and I said I was going to put in 9,000 different applications. And uh, maybe that was a mistake uh, because the implication was that uh, if I overload them with applications, um, and I said this like days, you know, uh, months uh during the, I said this turned 2014, so this is really old stuff, but uh, that 
if you if everybody puts in their applications, they are going to have to chew through all of those applications. So right now, I think the way it should be interpreted is that everybody that puts in their application gets a full extra year. So even if the FDA comes back with your application after three months and says that it failed, that you still have months four through 12 to correct that application and to fix it while you're still legally on the market. So what I'm saying is that everybody that puts in an application should be three years. So so I'm trying to, to work with various individuals to make sure that that full, as much time of, of the extra grace period for the PMTAs as possible. So I'm trying to do that. That's actually real serious. So, uh, but, so going back to uh, uh, Mr. Nair, uh, if you are not intending to do, to put in any PMTA, that means that you are, are basically conceding that your business and the business of your white label people will be done. Now, here's the thing. I don't believe Dimitri. And I don't believe that uh, when he is saying that people should not put in a PMTA, that that is a good thing to do. So why I'm trying to talk to Steve Nair or, or perhaps Brandy Nair is to find out, are they doing anything with this? Are they doing anything with regulatory compliance at all? Because their employee, who is also an employee of CVL USA, who is also the secretary of VISTA, which is a uh, another advocacy group, who is also a uh, uh, what seems to be a spokesmodel for VTA. I mean, he's the poster boy for VTA. If you want to find out any information on VTA, it's not on their website. You have to go to Dimitri's own actual personal page to find the press releases of VTA because they're not even stored on the VTA website. I, I, I defy you all. I defy you all. Go and look at the VTA uh, website and see if you can find the press releases. Go over to Dimitri's Facebook and that's where they all are. And it has the links to the, the PDFs. And so he's got a special relationship with that. So I do not think that Mr. Nair and Mountain Oak Vapors would take the advice of Dimitri to not fill these things out. So what is the advice of uh, Dimitri? Uh, here it is. Can we sue Mitch Zeller for that snarky-ass fucking smile that he uses all the time? Okay, right, so that was the first part. Uh, that's him just still trashing the FDA. Dimitri is saying that he does not have some sort of official capacity with VTA. He went on to his little broadcast and says, VTA is going to make some big new announcements of what stuff is going to go on. And so uh, he can't tell us what those things are. So clearly, Dimitri knows the inner workings of VTA. He's got, he, his, his personal Facebook is like the web thing. So maybe if on paper that uh, Dimitri is not some sort of uh, insider to VTA, maybe on paper that's true. But in fact, as, as least as observed to a layperson that has no fucking clue, which is me, uh, that, uh, that uh, it appears that he definitely has a special relationship. So... When C he certainly is the chairman of Sevia, so when he's insulting the FDA, I think it's a big problem because, as I've said in prior episodes, I think that this guy uh, is being followed by the FDA, real, real like paranoid followed. No, I don't think he's. I believe that the FDA has college interns that are running the halls of the CTP currently, and these kids. These high school, I mean, these college seniors and juniors are so savvy 
to the inner workings of the interwebs and the social medias that they these kids have have grown up where all of this stuff existed they're swimming like fish through the water and so they're catching all of this stuff. So when when Dimitri is thrashing and just and, and when uh, the the head of the FDA uh, CTP and then when uh, on his uh, on his smoke free radio broadcast when when Knocknor is calling you know women that work at the FDA bimbos that I think they hear it. So it's a problem. So that's the reason why I had that first part. When he first called Mitch Zeller a liar, that was right after uh, he was with. Uh, you know, a group of other people that went and talked with Mitch Zeller. I, I, I can tell you this, that there's no fucking way that any of the, uh, the other companies that went in with Dimitri had any clue that he would be saying, oh, Mitch Zeller's a fucking liar. You can tell by the, the look of his face. I, I, not a single one of them. So please, if there's any other of these other people that went in with him, it has nothing to do with you. And I, and I think that certainly the FDA wouldn't attribute it to you. They attribute it to Dimitri. So then, like if I were to look at back at the chat let's do it uh oh oh they're complaining oh look uh, oh they they, they called uh, me premenstrual <laughs> that's pretty funny uh and uh and uh that they, they said that it's uh they applied the pmta and they said uh it's me premenstrual something and they were applying that to me uh so yeah it's uh I get that you don't agree with them, so don't agree and move on. Why spend most of your show dissecting the work of these entities, being VTA, Demetrius, and Nocknor? Okay, so let me answer the question, because I think they are fucking up in an industry that has people's lives associated. And I'm not talking it about, uh, you know, uh, smokers that uh, can't get off smoking. I'm talking about people that have houses, payrolls, all sorts of stuff. I think he's screwing around in this. I don't know what he thinks. But at the same time, I know that in a business, you don't go around fucking with the regulator that uh, does it, you know. You just don't do it. So that was the first part. Let me go to the next. I'm trying to keep this all linear. Is there an actual monetary figure for PMTAs? It's irrelevant. A PMTA won't make it through. I mean, it could be anywhere up to $10 million per SKU. But that's irrelevant. The point is that even if you have $10 million to get one product through, what are you going to sell with it? I mean, just one juice? And PMTA will be rejected. I'll tell you that right now. Litigation and Cole Bishop is just to give us some temporary relief to continue to make money to try to enforce, try to use a new legislative pathway. If anybody tells you they can fill out a PMTA and don't worry, you should worry. You should run away from them quickly. <laughs> or if anybody tries to sell you uh, that, oh, yeah, I can help you get through a PMTA. Yeah. Okay, so one of the people that is working on helping people with PMTAs is a law firm called uh, Covenant or something. So if you go to cov.com, uh, cov.com, I'll do that. It is Covington and Burling uh, LLP. And this is like uh, an insider to Washington, you know, law firm. Uh, and they are so old and stodgy that... Uh, that they've got cov as a website they've got a three letter.com so that it means they were they were hanging around and, and and taking out stuff right when the internet first hit they've got offices in beijing brussels london los angeles new york san francisco seoul shanghai silicon valley and washington and so what these guys are doing if you can afford them 
is they'll help you with your PMTA. In fact, they if you went to the VTA conference, you just watched these guys and they gave a presentation. So Dimitri is slamming and slashing the people that uh, VTA uh, brought out. So if you, you know, uh, Eric Holder. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this is a real inside Washington uh, uh, firm. So, Dimitri is saying that nobody should even bother. Don't bother to fill out your application and don't listen to a, 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 a firm that specializes in FDA compliance like Covington and Burling uh, that uh, don't listen to them. And so that's why I want to go back over to Steve Nair. I want to find out from Steve Nair, Steve Nair if they are just giving up on, on all this. If they're not going to put in an application after two years, you know, they don't get to sell their product anymore. And is that the choice that they are doing? Because that's the choice that Dimitri is putting out to the vaping community. He's saying, look, guys, you're not going to make it through. Don't even bother to do it. Work on the Cole Bishop bill. Work, you know, if you want, try HR 2058, but that doesn't have a fucking chance in hell. You know, Skippy, uh, no, I'm sorry, that's not his name. Uh, uh, Kevin Skipper uh, said uh, said the same thing, and he's another guy that is on the smoke-free radio network. So, again, sorry, guys. Uh, what am I supposed to do? Ignore Kevin Skipper uh, and, and ignore uh, some guy named JT and ignore some person named Amy Lane uh, and uh, ignore all these people of smoke-free radio? I can't do it. And so I am now at peace with mentioning Dimitri's name because you have to. So I'm just going to play this whole thing again. It's a minute clip. Because what I'm saying that Dimitri is doing is, number one, insulting the FDA in a way that he can be heard and in a way that would have negative ramifications in any negotiations with the FDA. I'm saying, two, that he's saying false information about the likelihood of a PMTA being approved. And he's implying that people shouldn't even bother. And that that is one thing to say. It's another thing if the company that he's working for is actively trying to get their products through a PMTA. In stock, it's like front running and and there's all sorts of things like that. If you're telling people not to do something when you're doing it, uh, that's a deal. That's a big deal. And so uh, that's what I hear him saying. So I want to find out from there if, if that is the position of Mountain Oak Vapors. Because you can't troop around Washington and say, yeah, it's, it's Cole Bishop or nothing. And then, and then uh, be telling people to check their diacetyl. No, I mean, to, you want people to be, uh, to, uh, what is it? You, you want people just to not put in their PMTAs if your company is intending to put in their PMTA. Let's go back. I'll play this one minute clip and then we'll be, we'll be all done with Dimitri. And <laughs> if you believe that. Can we sue Mitch Zeller for that snarky ass fucking smile that he uses all the time? Is there an actual monetary figure for PMTAs? It's irrelevant. A PMTA won't make it through. I mean, it could be anywhere up to $10 million per SKU. But that's irrelevant. The point is that even if you have $10 million to get one product through, what are you going to sell with it? I mean, just one juice and PMTA will be rejected. I'll tell you that right now. Litigation and Cole Bishop is just to give us some temporary relief to continue to make money to try to enforce, try to use a new legislative pathway. If anybody tells you they can fill out a PMTA and don't worry, you should worry. You should run away from them quickly. (laughs) Or if anybody tries to sell you 
that, oh, yeah, I can help you get through a PMTA. Yeah. All right. So Steve Nair, Brandy Nair, uh, Mountain Oak Vapors, uh, Chief Operating Officer of Mountain Oak Vapors, Dimitri Agrafons, uh, please tell me or tell anybody, get the word out. Are you guys working on PMTAs? Are you guys working on compliance? Are you guys working on compliance for any of the people that you, uh, you know, that you're a, a, a co-packer to? Are you working at all on filling out compliance paperwork with the FDA? All right, so. Uh, uh, let's go into chat and see, uh, see what's going on. I, I, I'm trying. Somebody gave me some feedback. You can reach me at vapingindustry at gmail.com, vapingindustry at gmail.com. And uh, somebody said that uh, I was clipping too much, and clipping is when uh, the sound that goes through the microphone hits the wall, and so it uh, just distorts. So I'm trying to fix that. I'm looking at it right now, and I think I fixed it. And so DuroSig uh, is asking some sort of, it doesn't look like it would cost $10 million for a PMTA. No, in fact, uh, the FDA is mocking that number. Uh, I've, I've read uh, when I was searching around to find the information um, that uh, basically the president uh, was not going to sign a bill that said had changed the predicate date. Uh, I, I found stuff where uh, the guy, the spokesman for the FDA is just saying, it's it's not it's not going to cost 10 million you know it's it's just not going to do it it's he, he, they were saying that the cost was going to be much lower so it's already to the point that the numbers for the PMTA have been inflated so much by these uh fearmongers uh that uh, the FDA is going well shit <laughs> we're comfort we we're already getting sued we're getting sued and we're still going to go out there and say that the numbers that are being put out in the public are far too high and if if they're wrong, uh, they lose the law case. <laughs> they'll lose. They they better have it correct uh, because they'll lose uh, the lawsuit if if what the FDA spokesman is saying out in public is wrong, uh, because that's that would certainly be misleading. So uh, no, uh, I I don't. And it's off to VTA land. So we we let's talk about VTA. Let's talk about uh, these posters. I want to say first off, I didn't. I did not make the posters. The first poster I ridiculed because I thought it was a stupid poster. Uh, it was basically a poster that read exactly like what if you went to the VTA uh, website, which is vaportechnology.org. Let me just make sure I've got the right one. Uh, vaportechnology.org. Yeah. So if you go to vaportechnology.org, that is the VTA website. If you want to get a duplicate of the poster that went around uh, last week that everybody was screaming, you know, oh, how terrible this was to put out, click on the board, and uh, then you have nice black and white pictures of everybody that works there, and they're all there. So, uh, you know, when it says Tony Abound, uh, George Castle Smith, and all these other people, it, you know, uh, tobacco technology, uh, and then it has uh, intrepid brands, which, uh, and then, you know, all, all these things. It just says everything. There's nothing that's being hidden about who the board members are. So that was last week. This week, however, we had a new poster that went out, and it has Tony Abound, uh, is, uh, so that's, uh, he, he's, it's, he, we have a, 
it turns out that Tony, Anthony Abound, A-B-B-O-U-D, happens to be somebody that's intricately connected to the current president and the current uh, Democratic person for uh, the Democratic uh, nominee, Hillary Clinton. He's, he's connected with these guys. And I didn't know this. So when Tony uh, contacted me back in July of last year, when he wanted to take the VIA name, VIA stands for Vaping Industry Alliance. Please note, an alliance is not an association. I have never been an association. I will never be an association. I am Associations are, are for these nonprofit people, and I am not those, and, and it's an alliance. An alliance is something which I used to drive by in San Francisco. We, there used to be co-op sh- shopping uh, markets, and so you would go in there, and the whole shopping market was just people that kind of all used the same space, and that's how they did business. And then they would have fresher vegetables and things like that because it was a co-op. Um, and so that is what VIA is. It started off with the name Vape Shop Co-op, and now it's Vaping Industry Alliance. It is not an association. But when he, when which is uh, Tony Abound, um, and I, I can't refer to him just as Tony. I'm going to have to refer to him as Tony Abound because the other person involved with it is also named Tony. So um, I, I hope I've got the... The, the spelling, uh, the pronunciation correct. So Tony contacted me in July of last year, and then uh, he contacted me on Facebook. Now, ironically, and I don't, I'm not sure if people know this or not, is that that picture of him in the Superman suit is was at that time his profile picture. So nobody created the Superman suit in that flyer. It was actually created beforehand, and it was created by Tony himself, and that was his actual thing. So when I saw that, I thought, Tony, I read it wrong. Just like whenever you read a character's name in a story wrong and then you keep on reading it, if somebody corrects you later on, you have a real hard time pronouncing it as you're reading it later on. It's just, you got it wrong and then it, you just keep on going. So that's why when I say Tony abound, I thought it was a play when the Superman suit was a play on Superman. So it was... Uh, can leap with a single bound. He's in a super uh, Superman suit. So Tony abound. I thought he was, you know, he was razzing his own name. And so I read it wrong. But if, in fact, today, if you go over to Facebook and you click on Tony abound or uh, you will uh, just click on the VTA or whatever, you go and look at his pictures, click on the pictures, the photos, you'll see that Superman picture in his current list of pictures. Do it right now. It's right there. Uh, so, uh, so that the flyer came out there this week, and then as, as it turns out that Tony uh, was involved with Chicago politics, and as I said uh, the last week before, that the this guy that is doing the VTA thing is is from Chicago. So when he was talking to me back in July, he was from Chicago, and he's saying we're setting up this thing. Now, Dimitri has talked all about this stuff about how VTA and uh, and Safada are going head-to-head. So, uh, And there was something with HR 2058. And as I said in the last show, I absolutely 100% don't believe Dimitri when he says that something in the board with HR 2058 uh, is related to why uh, the Safada had some sort of blow-up last year. I, d- I just don't believe him. And uh, it just doesn't make sense. And so 
he was explaining that there's some reason why the board left and all this stuff. Well, all I know is that I was that in July, Tony Abound or uh, was saying to me that he wanted to take my name, and I so I explained everything that I was doing. But when he said that, when he, I said, "Well, do you want to work together?" and he said, "No, no, I don't want to work together. I just want I just want your name." And I said, well, what, you just, just want name? And he goes, yeah, I mean, and so, well, what about me, you know, helping you and doing all, because he explained to me that, I explained to him that I have no funding. <laughs> I've been funding everything out of my bank account, my savings. I've been burning that down, uh, everything that I'm doing. So I'm looking for capital to do what I'm doing, whatever the fuck it is I'm doing, many people can say. But, what, what, you know, I'm flying my own ass out to the FDA on my own dime. No, zero reimbursement from anybody. So he told me that VTA was funded up the yin-yang. He said that they had tons of funding. And, I, and so when I heard that, I said, well, well maybe you guys want to just, you know, work with work together and so I offered that out you know because I'm I'm serious uh, let's work together uh, you got all this funding I didn't know at that time that the funding that he had was tobacco money he had all the tobacco money that he wanted uh, but I guess that's what it was uh, so he VTA is well funded um, the Superman picture was was on his Facebook back then he wanted the via name uh, there's some sort of stuff going on with a, a, a head-to-head battle between the board of Safada and the new board uh, of VTA, something related to HR 2058, which I think is absolute BS. It, it, there's no way whatever it was. So so all that stuff is going on in, in the backdrop. Um, and then at the same time, I'm listening to Dimitri, and Dimitri says uh, that he talks to the the board of Safada every single day because everybody's concerned that there's VTA is getting getting criticized uh, because of what they're doing, and that uh, it's causing disharmonious actions uh, within the community, and and we all have to work together. And we can't we can't criticize any group. Well, you know, if you can't criticize any group, and and somebody in that group is is coming after you, uh, it's kind of stupid, isn't it? So let's not do that. If somebody's coming after the community, let's let's talk about it, folks. This is an intervention. Hold on, let me see if I've got any calls. So exciting. No calls. Uh, so, uh, and, and let's go back into the chat. Uh, no, no, no more comments there. I've got uh, a whole bunch of people listening to me on Mixler by itself, and I've got a whole bunch of people listening to me on this other side. So I, I assume, I assume it's interesting enough. So let's continue. Uh, so uh, where is it at? Uh, so VTA is doing all their stuff. Oh, uh, on uh, on uh, Dimitri's show, he's saying how... Uh, that there is some sort of unity uh, between the groups, and uh, there, there's a unity uh, amongst the players, um, and that he talks to the people on VTA uh, all the time. Let's see if I can uh, find that sound clip. Uh, let's see. Can you provide me a better plan? And I, I will go to China. I will get you millions of dollars. I will, I will fight for you. I will do anything that I can to support your cause. But give me the alternative because there is none unless i'm missing something am i missing an alternative patrick no i mean another strategy that's developing and i don't know that will save this industry nope i have i have i, I talk to spot board members daily yep 
I mean, it, just because you don't see it on the internet doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. Absolutely, it works because we all on the same. Um, we're all on the same page here. We're, we're on the page of trying to move the predicate date. So if you're not aware that Spada supports Cole Bishop, then that's an error on your part for not doing research. I see people attacking you saying it's coming from Spada. Where is the unity? It goes both ways. I, again, you, I'm waiting for you to give me a plan. Why are you changing the subject? I'm not attacking anybody. If somebody attacks me, I'm going to come back tenfold. You're going to come at me? You're going to be ready to take it back. But- so... uh you know, Dimitri is saying that everybody's uh, on the same page, news to me, uh, and uh, that uh, he talks to the Safana board members every single day. Uh, who on the board is he talking to? I, I just got to wonder. So, hey, look, uh, I'm not at a campfire tonight. I just happen to be next to a computer, so let's go. Uh, Safana.org. Uh, Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Lovely website. Come on. It's kind of a crappy website. Slow moving. It's one of these, uh, it's not really not, it's built for broadband. Let's call it that way. So, come on. All right. So here's the board of Safada. So he's either talking to Glenn Castle uh, or he's talking to uh, Kimberly Hess, H-E-S-S-E, uh, or he's talking to Shell Hamill every single day, or he's talking to Cap O'Rourke every single day, or he's talking to Brendan Liddell every single day, or he's talking to Ben Cox every single day, or he's talking to Andrew Osborne every single day. And since he said board members with a plural, I think I, my ears heard that. Again, I, I, I have a hard time reading, but I, I can listen and remember. Um, I got these big, thick glasses. I had to do something to survive in, in Stone Age. I probably had to remember things is what I guess. Uh, so um, so I'm going to guess he's talking to Shell Hamill every single day uh, because she is a sponsor of his website and went on to his first show. So um, I don't, you know, why? Why? Uh, why is she sponsoring a, a site that is VTA and VTA is so adamantly against Safada? And I've listened within the last two, three weeks of where Dimitri is going into, you know, elucidating in great detail why he disagrees with what Safada is doing. He's talking about how the, if Safada messed up Massachusetts, how their their things, you know, so uh, for whatever reason, uh, he's getting uh, the info straight from the horse's mouth on whoever, and I don't know, whoever he's talking to daily on the Safada board member. Um Ironically, it was a weird thing, is that I was I was watching uh, Facebook and uh, Andrew Osborne apparently hurled his phone into a wall. Uh, and he shows a picture of a of a of a broken iPhone uh, on his Facebook. So maybe Dimitri's talking to him. It's very odd, very odd uh, what all of this stuff is. Um, and so in the backdrop of all of that. People are saying, "How dare you uh, say anything ill of uh, of VTA?" And and VTA themselves is saying that they are a splinter group from Safada that did not like what Safada was doing, so they left. So Knock Nor is going off telling people that. Uh, uh, then uh, what's his face, uh, Dimitri is going off telling people that that it was the former board. 
And so people remember that uh, Dimitri was very, very disappointed with Grim Green. Why? Why was he so disappointed? Uh, because Grim Green did not know what to think of uh, VTA because VTA is basically a four-month-old known into the... Really, if you think about it, VTA is, was only took the radar of the vaping community right about uh, when that Cole Bishop bill was first put through. That was the first time that anybody knew. So uh, Graham had said that he was uh, confused or, or not sure what to make of VTA. So then Dimitri came smashing back at, uh, at uh, Graham Green. And then uh, he explained how on on his broadcast, he's like, how Grim, uh, you know, how Nick, could you not know that uh, these guys, these board members used to be Safada board members? So then, uh, you know, Demetrius uh, in that same broadcast explained how uh, everybody left, uh, uh, you know, people left uh, Safada and formed VTA. So let's, let's, that's a lot of stuff that I've just said. So let's just kind of, staple it down is that uh, VTA is made out of a splinter group of Safada board members who Dimitri is going around kibitzing on other people's uh, broadcast like when he when he listens to Grimm and then has a rant show at, at Grimm uh, you know because of what he said so and then he explains uh, Dimitri explains how Safada uh, had had disgruntled board members that ran off and formed VTA, and then then you know the next week Dimitri is saying how he is part of kind of VTA, but he's not willing to nail it down. But he says that he has all this sort of inside information of what the release is going to be. Everywhere where I've ever seen Tony Abound talk. Dimitri has always been there. I have never seen Tony Aboon talk without Dimitri right next to him. So, it, and here's the here's the places where I've seen uh, Dimitri and Tony Aboon talk. The only places, it's three, if I can't think of any others. One is the show right after the Cole Bishop bill uh, did. It was a, uh, a show that uh, Dimitri did with Tony Aboon talking about uh, the, the first Vapor win uh, in Washington, D.C. So Tony and Dimitri were talking about it on Smoke Review Network. The next time I heard them together, uh, next time I heard Tony uh, speak out loud, uh, was on the the uh, White Cloud presentation, where it was Tony and, uh, and uh, Dimitri on together on that one. And the third time was the most recently, which would have been uh, Tuesday and Wednesday of this week, where they were running around there. So... Everywhere Tony is, is where Dimitri is. And then Dimitri is talking uh, to Safada board members uh, daily. Not just Safada members, not chapter presidents, but board members. And the only two people that I know in the vaping community that are on that board, uh, well, now there's a couple other people, but the only people that I know that are involved with advocacy let me put it that way because that is this is a true statement of the of the seven board members on this picture the only two that i know to be involved with advocacy are shell hamill and andrew osborne and andrew osborne has a smash telephone and uh and then uh shell hamill advertises uh on uh on the smoke free radio network um uh, she's a current advertiser 
Um, if I were to go over there, you'd see a big thing for the vapor bar. Um, so I'm going to guess I'm going out on a limb that the people that he talks to every single day are Andrew Osborne and Shell Hamill. That's so what's he doing with that? Is he, is he trying to screw up Safada to help VTA, which is, I don't know, but all I know is that for the people that want me to stop talking about Dimitri, I am sorry. No fucking way. There's no fucking way that I can stop talking about this guy because he's he literally says he's got his fingers in all these different things. He used the words, I've got my fingers in. That's those are his words. So it's he's all over the place. I can't cannot avoid him. So going back now over to uh, what we were talking about with uh, Tony Abound and how he relates to uh, the Democratic uh, nominee for uh, for president and uh and, and also Obama, is that uh, a flyer was put out, and that flyer had Tony Boone in a Superman suit, and uh, it, which was created on his own Facebook by himself. And, uh, and then it also has... Um, uh, it also has some stuff talking about uh, a real estate thing. And so uh, what Tony... I'm sorry, what Dimitri is saying is that this, this whole thing is false, that this is false information. So if I go over and read uh, Dimitri's Facebook, now again, I'm sorry that uh, that I am banned currently from uh, Dimitri on Facebook. So he doesn't read a single thing I'm saying, and he doesn't. So if people are worried about him being butthurt, he doesn't read anything I say, and he doesn't listen to this show. So just his feelings are not hurt. Not not at all. He doesn't doesn't look at this stuff. So I got to open up another browser and. Uh, and uh, open up uh, this Facebook, and uh, there's a whole, apparently a TSFA recap of the Capitol Hill and VTA, I haven't read that yet, uh, but yesterday he posted this big long thing, uh, he posted this flyer, so the, the place that I saw the flyer first was on Demetrius' page. So this is what Demetrius, Agrophonus, uh, put out, which was Chris Prost, S. S.F. <laughs> Chris Pro, Safada, Massachusetts president, has been emailing this flyer uh, around to vendors in his state. Aside from the fact that the accusations are completely ridiculous and we don't know the source, imagine that. Behavior like this coming from so-called advocates is counterproductive and impotent. After spending time with 150 small and medium-sized businesses in D.C. this week. I generally, I got the general feeling that they are looking elsewhere for guidance and a plan that goes beyond sharing posters. After spending time with 150 small and medium businesses in D.C. this week, I got the general feeling that they are looking elsewhere for guidance and a plan that goes beyond sharing posters. Men that have questions pick up the phone and verify. Men that have questions pick up the phone and verify. Your complete inability to do anything productive and, and lead in your state has resulted in only one in only thing you are good at creating drama. Uh, so 
he is going after Chris Prost, uh, Christopher Prost, P-R-O-S-T. I'm sure he's on Facebook. So this was on uh, on Demetrius's uh, Facebook. And so what he's saying is, number one, that stands out to me because, you know, I can remember numbers. 150-plus small, medium-sized businesses. I looked at the pictures, folks. I looked at the pictures of the VTA meeting, and I counted 90, 90 people, 90, 90 total chairs in that room. So from 90 total chairs in the room, it has now expanded to 150 small businesses. That's a miracle of 60 businesses popping out of nothing. I don't even know how you do that because I know that the, the TSFA and some of the people, like three people were from Mountain Oak Vapors just by themselves. The, you know, Brandy, Steve Nair, and uh, Demetri are all there. So, you know, I don't know how you make that 150 number. I'm sorry, but I'm a numbers guy. So uh, that, that looks not true. But he's saying that it's counterproductive. And, and this is, I guess uh, Dimitri's now a lawyer because this is what he says. He says, aside from the fact that the accusations are completely ridiculous. Well, any ridiculous doesn't have a legal definition. Ridiculous could mean anything. It could mean that uh, they're absolutely true, but they're silly. Uh, that would still be ridiculous. We don't know the source. Well... Let's uh, use my, uh, the major, I think what they call this is uh, Google Foo. Uh, so what I'm going to do, it's gonna, it's gonna, this is a tricky search. I'm going to type in R-E-Z-K-O-A-A-B-B-O-U-N-D. Shit, I spelt it wrong. <laughs> it's actually A-B-B-O-U-D. And that's all. So how many letters is that? That's five plus six. That's 11 letters. Hit return in Google. So the first thing that pops up is an article that says Resco Associates. So I click on that. And lo and behold, I'm in the Chicago business real estate thing. And uh, this, is, this is apparently how this community welcomes uh, child molesters. No, that's, that's a joke. That has nothing to, I'll, I'll cut that out. That's, I'll, I'll totally not say that. This is how this community, for whatever fucking reason, welcomed Tony into the neighborhood. He, like, he bought this expensive house in an, in an upscale neighborhood off in Chicago, 9,000 square foot, lovely home. And I guess those neighbors are a bunch of stuck up fucking bitches or something because somehow... That this is what was written. Tony Anthony Abound, a former attorney and associated of convicted influence peddler Anton Tony Resco, paid 1.5 millions for a house in Norfolk, uh, according to the county uh, clerk recorder. So uh, then it goes on. It talks about the lovely 9,000 square foot Hawthorne of home. The home was listed at 1.5 million in April. Mr. Abound, a former board member of the Teachers Retirement System of Illinois was identified as Individual Q in 2006 indictment of Mr. Resco. The indictment described the, how Individual Q took orders from Mr. Resco on how to vote on appointments to certain committee seats and had influence over investment funds. Mr. Boond uh, was not charged with any crimes. Mr. Boond and his wife Kelly sold their previous home a half mile away at Catherine. At Catherine Street for 1.8 million on November, Mr. Boone is now a lobbyist running his own firm, Strategic Government Solutions. He did not respond to this request for comment. So Dennis Rodkin, the writer, back in April of 2014, this is how 
and I feel sorry for this because this is how he's he's welcomed into the neighborhood with an article in the paper identifying him to a corruption case that that was all over the national headlines that took out a sitting governor and went all the way up to Hillary Clinton accusing uh, Barack Obama during the debates that uh that Rezco was a slumlord and uh, that uh, Sue was trying to slime Obama in the debates when they were still running, that, uh, that, that he took money, that uh, he was working with a slumlord, and there was a whole bunch of stuff with, with a whole bunch of other stuff. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> Come on, guy. That's fucking amazing. In vaping, this is the fucking guy that is going to be running the VTA? This is, this is the guy... I, I had nothing to do with this guy. I know, you know, I don't know. He's a lovely man for all I fucking care. I have no idea. But this is the guy that is going to be platooning himself over to Washington to, to try and get our current sitting President Obama to be the guy that signs the, the Cole Bishop bill? I mean, maybe that's, as I went in through my last show, is that Obama has said through his own press person and the FDA's press person that he will not sign a a Cole Bishop bill that has a predicate date change in it. He's already on record. I wonder why he's opining on this so much. I mean, maybe it's the angle. Maybe it's, it's... it's simple, is that people know that he is a smoker and that he could well be a vapor and he could be on NRTs. Maybe it's that. Maybe that's why they're trying to get the information. Or maybe it's because they know they have an angle that this guy, Tony, uh, the lobbyist that is p- pitching the case that's running his people all around Capitol Hill this week, happens to be a guy that is, was working for probably the most renowned influence peddler in Chicago history, which is saying something. So what the hell am I even talking about? Well, what I'm talking about is that... Well, let's just go back to the next link and see what pops up. Uh, here's an article. Uh, so so going back to where we're at is that Dimitri is saying that uh, Christopher Prost is putting out this flyer. Number one, I don't know if Christopher Prost put out that uh, flyer. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I don't know. But but who who actually ended up sharing it that it got seen by everybody uh, was was Dimitri himself because if you go to Dimitri's Facebook it says oh look uh, he's got six thousand almost seven hundred people that follow him so Christopher Prost who's a fucking guy that I don't know uh, I know he's probably a great guy but I just I've never interacted with him ever uh, not to my knowledge. Uh, you know, he's from Massachusetts, very small state. There's, I'm 3,000 miles away from him. Why should I know him? Uh, but he, he's, uh, Dimitri is putting out this flyer. So I think that everybody that has seen this flyer probably has saw it come from Dimitri himself. And he put that out. And uh, I'm looking at it right now. It's got 196 uh, replies to it. It's probably got more replies than Christopher even has friends on Facebook. So Dimitri is publishing this shit out, and he's saying it's false. Now, if I go and just type in Resco, here is the here is the complicated search for you folks. Type in R E Z K O space A B B O U N D. The first hit comes up with this. What else does it come up with? Well, here's a link. Uh, this is from uh, it, it calls uh, this is from the Chicago Sun Times. It's a, it's a little podunk little paper that nobody... Has anybody ever heard of the Chicago Sun-Times? I mean, if you want to tie your boat to the VTA pier, 
you better make sure that that pier is not all rotted out and it's just going to give way in the first little storm. And that's what I think it is. I think that if, if uh, here's my concern, is, and I was saying this back when VTA was just working with tobacco, whether it's big tobacco or just tobacco, I'll just say when it was working with just tobacco. Senator Leno in California, who is now trying to put taxes on California, uh, used the association, the false association of vaping to tobacco and cigarettes as a way to pass bills. So he, the way he was doing that is he was going after enjoy. And then he would use the word enjoy and then he would slip it out over into the word view. So he had, he was using obfuscation where he would talk about enjoy and then talk about the advertising of enjoy. And then he would then shift it to the advertising of blue. And then he would make the point that blue was connected to tobacco. So he took vapor, connected it with, with blue, and then used blue as a means to go after the advertising for, by the tobacco companies. If he can do that with Enjoy and Blue, don't you think he's going to have a gigantic field day with with an association that, you know, because Safada had to be listed as the association. So they knew that Safada was there. Safada, to have the lobbyists come in from Safada, they had to register their name. So now the name that's going to be registered is the California Smoke-Free Association or organization, C-A-S-F-O or C-S-F-O. So when C-S-F-O goes in and talks in front of the state, Senate, people like Leno are going to jump up and say, isn't your organization associated with tobacco? And then whoever is from a VTA is going to go, well, yes. But but it's not the branch of tobacco that uh, is, uh, is making cigarettes. It's just the people that are making blunt wraps or it's the people that are making zigzag. Has anybody ever heard of zigzag before? Oh, it's nothing to do with tobacco. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah, it's re more related to to rolling joints, but do you care about that? I mean, it's California after all. So if they were able to do all of that with VTA just on tobacco, can you imagine the field day that is going to take place when uh, Mr. Aboon stands up and says, I'm representing the vapors of this industry, and they're going to go, wait a second, aren't you all gummed up with influence peddling? Weren't you uh, that guy that was, uh, was, that was uh, doing favors for Blagovich? Anybody ever heard of Blagovich before? Yeah, that's, this is the... This is the th Tony, here, here's the short story, is that t Rezco was a money funder for politicians including Obama and Blagovich. Rezco got busted for influence peddling, and then it came out in the indictment that Tony Aboond was individual Q, who was put onto the state retirements board to, uh, to be funneling projects over to private business in exchange for funding to politicians. So Blagovich... Everybody's seen the 2020s on that guy. He was all over the... Everybody remembers Blagovich. He was the sitting governor of... This took down the sitting governor of Illinois. What well, also took out Rezco. And it also, if you watch the old debates from uh, 2008, Hillary Clinton is, is attacking Obama for his association with Rezco during the national debates. And so this was a big deal when it came out. So then later on, uh, they came at Hillary and they say, well, Hillary, uh, 
we, it was, he was so sweet to her uh, when he was interviewing. He says, we know this is an undated photo, but here's a photo you with you and Bill standing next to Resco. Can you tell us what this photograph is all about? And she just said no. She didn't know. She don't remember him. I take you know. So this is this is the guy. And so for Cole Bishop t- to pass, you need Obama. You cannot fucking do it without Obama. And so fucking Dimitri wants to fucking you know rattle down Safada and fuck up Safada to get everybody to go to VTA. And then nobody's done a fucking look at Tony Abound, who is associated with a, a criminal proceeding, which with Obama had to fall on his own sword and say that when I bought that house, it was a gigantic mistake. It's a mistake that I wouldn't do again. He, because there was some sort of land deals. This was this was all going on. This was national headlines. You know, first topic on the Sunday shows headlines. Obama has to sign the Cole Bishop bill. He's already saying, I know, I got nothing to do with this bill. I won't sign it. This is not the way you do it. And Tony is running around with people from Tennessee over in Washington, everybody, you know, saluting themselves. Like, you don't think that when Tony, a boond, is walking around D.C. that people aren't going, oh, fuck? Who the fuck is this guy? Do we want to even walk? Do we want to even be associated with him? And why? Why? <laughs> Why do I say this? I don't know about you guys, but I am feeling that this this group hug meeting that we're doing, I think it's working. I feel better. Do you feel better? I feel better. I feel better. Let's see. I you couldn't got, wait any longer. You got from there to here. I so couldn't crazy. wait to come back. Good to have you here, Triumph. Very good to have you. Great to be here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Amazing shows uh, like uh, the Today Show. You did the Today Show? Yes, it's been, the, believe me, it's a lot more fun here. A <laughs> lot more fun. More fun here than the Today Show. Yes, because they don't let you say stuff. You know, they don't let you call NBC a crumbling dictator. <laughs> <laughs> they don't let you do jokes like, here, you want me to read some jokes? And these are jokes that the that Today they wouldn't let Wait. me do. These are, on the Today clear. Show. These are jokes that Today Show said you could not say. Yes. Okay. You're ruining it for the children. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, kids. He's a real, real dog. He's a I'm real dog. Real. Okay, here's one so they didn't these let are me jokes. Know. These yes. are jokes that were cut from the Today Show. Cut from cut the Today Show. The Today Show. Jokes that didn't make it. Didn't make it. Hey, Al Roker, here's what's happening in your neck of the woods. Gin waddles. <laughs> You see, because he has a lot yes. of skin. That's, yeah, right, right, right by his, his chin. chin. Yes. You see. I think they did you a favor. Yes. <laughs> uh, hey, I ran into Matt Lauer in the hallway. What happened? It looks like NBC suspended his hairline for six months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap! Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Folks at the Today Show, I'm sorry. I'm a little thrown, you know. What with Jon Stewart retiring, then Brian Williams being suspended an hour later. Wow, that was a, that was a tough week for fake news anchors. <laughs> Boom! Uh, Worm, give me a hit on that one. Uh, yeah, nice. So let's move on. No, Try no I got one more. Oh, God. You know, it's been a rough year, not for just Brian, but for his daughter, Allison, from the show Girls. Oh. Yeah, rough year for Brian and Allison. What with the two of them both getting their asses chewed out. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> not that lot of HBO fans in yeah, the audience. You have to have seen that episode. So All right, so we're back. Uh, we're back. Uh, sorry for that uh, comical uh, uh, commercial. Why do I know uh, that Tony Boone would be a negative impact in a presentation to any congressman, senator, or or whomever? Uh, because why do I know uh, and believe that Tony Boone for any vaping association is scorched earth, uh, that, that he is not the right person and that he is a liability to anyone who is interested in vaping. It's because of this. Quinn cancels event with Resco individual Q. As, as I said earlier, Tony Abound is known as Individual Q. This is an article in the Chicago Sun-Times. Uh, and it says, uh, government, uh, was to at- uh, Governor was to attend fundraiser organized by lobbyists. This is uh, written by David McKenney of the Sun-Times Springfield Bureau Chief of the Chicago Sun-Times. Springfield. Governor Quinn, late Friday, abruptly canceled a planned appearance at a weekend fundraiser organized by North Suburban lawyer and lobbyist Anthony Abound, known as Individual Q in convicted political insider Tony Resco's federal indictment. Abound was, had sent out an invitation to donors promising an intimate gathering with Governor Quinn in, Obo- in Abound's uh, abode, uh, abode, uh, in Tony Abound, uh, North Oak, Northbrook home Saturday night. Governor, Governor Quinn is pr- is precisely the leader that Illinois needs. So this was at a time that uh, Governor was, uh, I guess, running for election. Governor Quinn is precisely the leader that Illinois needs at this most difficult time to solve our fiscal crisis and to restore integrity to it, our political process. But to do so, he must have the funds available to make sure that his message gets out so that he can get reelected, a Boone's invitation said. So that's what Tony wrote regarding the governor. And so he was saying how important it was for this governor uh, to restore integrity to our political process. So I am try- so I am asking you to come and meet Governor Quinn and make a contribution to his campaign and to a little Illinois future. Then it says, Quinn's abound face, and it has it in quotes. So it says, Quinn's abound face, A-B-B-O-U-D dash face in quotes, came after Chicago Sun-Times raised questions late Friday about why the governor would consider raising campaign funds from someone tied so closely to Resco, who was the main fundraiser and advisor for impeached ex-governor Rod Belagovich. The governor agreed, uh, this is what the, the Quinn spokesman will now say, the governor agreed to have an old friend host a party for him, but when it was brought up that it might have the appearance of impropriety, impropriety, impropriety he immediately canceled, Quinn campaign spokesman Elizabeth Austin said late Friday. So, Tony creates a fundraiser to restore the political process integrity 
to a sitting Governor Quinn in 2010. I believe this guy was the replacement to Blagovich, who was ran out of office for corruption. So when a reporter asked why he would be having a fundraiser with this guy, the governor just turned tail and canceled it. Just canceled it, ran away. That is the guy that is working at the top of VTA and is going to be representing the vapor's interest in front of congressmen and senators and will be needing to get the signature of the President of the United States. Now you talk to me about this. If you're asked me about this, this is a proverbial game changer. Uh, I don't think he can have this guy at the top of the organization. I don't see how he can do it. I just don't see how he can do it. And I'll continue to read the article. I, I think this guy is not the right person. So I got a call from uh, that guy, Anand, uh, who is the French guy that for F-I-V-V-A-P, uh, the guy. He told me to, to back down on all of this stuff uh, weeks ago before any of this came up. He's one of the board members. Uh, I think that this guy, um, we, uh, what I would suggest to Anand Dumas de Rally, uh, from uh, CEO of uh, Gia Trend, uh, which I think Gia Trend is also a sponsor of the Smoke Free ne Network. I would suggest that you, as a board member, along with the rest of them, you've guys got the wrong person, and and you should not be using uh, Tony uh, as your national legislative director. You need to bail from it. And if you, as a board, all of, speaking to all the people on the board, don't have the gusto to remove this guy to represent you know, vapors in front of, at a very critical time, that this is not the right guy. If you guys don't have the gusto to be able to say that as a board and execute that as a board and get that done, I I, I have to wonder why. I, I have to wonder on competence. I wonder if, if this board has is, is willing to put vapors' interest paramount and to remove a person that was intrinsically involved with the largest corruption case that I'm aware of and, and that went all the way up to the governor that this this Tony guy is involved with it. How, how do you do that? I mean, how as a board do you guys allow that to happen? You have to do something about it. This is not just, this is just not, uh, you know, uh, this is this is not like a uh, guy that uh, smoked marijuana at some point. This this is this is a big deal. This this went all the way up to Hillary Clinton and President Obama, the Secretary of State, and and, and the sitting president were asked questions about Resco, and Resco is is who this governor uh, Governor Quinn is related to. So, uh, as the article continues, uh, after the, the Quinn Elizabeth Austin said that the governor uh, would immediately cancel because of the appearance of impropriety, a boned who worked under Quinn while he was state treasurer in the early 90s was not charged with criminal wrongdoing. A boond did not respond to the email message asking about the event, but, Re but Resco's indictment, indictment disclosed that after being named by Blagovich to the State Teachers Retirement System Board, Abund and another Blagovich TR, TRS employee, Teachers Retirement System employee, 
were told by Resco to take direction from convicted influence peddler Stuart Levine, a fellow uh, teacher's retirement system board member and fundraiser for Blagovich. The campaign of Quinn's Democratic gubernatorial rival state comptroller Dan Hines ridiculed Quinn's judgment in accepting an invitation to a Bones fundraiser and then canceling it only after being questioned by the Chicago Sun-Times. Pat Quinn seems to be using the Blagovich indictment as a Rolodex to build political and financial support for his campaign. It's unfortunate that his choosing to rely on the same cast of characters who got us into this embarrassing and ethical mess in the first place to uh, to try and win an election at any cost, apparently. Uh, it's unfortunate that he's choosing to rely on the same cast of characters who got us into this embarrassing ethical mess in the first place to try and win an election at any cost, apparently. Heinz campaign spokesman Matt McGrath said. But given the governor's record of bad judgment and questionable decision making, it's hardly surprising. So the other guy is mocking, uh, you know, Governor Quinn uh, for this. So Pat Quinn, uh, so, but the governor's record of bad judgment uh, is hardly surprising. Expanding on his reasons for abruptly canceling the fundraiser Saturday, Quinn said... Tony worked with me when I was a state treasurer. He did a good job there. He called up uh, he called up our campaign and offered to hold a party. I don't want anybody to have any misperception. He's never done anything wrong. I'm a person who's fought for honesty and integrity in government from day one in capitals. Uh, so I told told him we don't need to have that party. I didn't talk to him. The campaign talked to him. So Governor Quinn canceled the party, told him that that he didn't have want to have the party at Tony's house, but did it with a degree of separation by having his staff do it. Now he says he's never done anything wrong, but I, I mean I can read the indictment uh, of Resco and uh, tell you what he's done what they accused him of. I don't think it's you know you sometimes hear this uh, unindicted co-conspirator. I don't think it was exactly that technically because I, I don't want to say it was that. Uh, but he, he was listed as individual Q. And so these individual people uh, ha- had to had to do stuff. And, and one of the things that they had to do, apparently, is that if they were donors to President Obama, they had to, uh, President Obama had to refund the money uh, that Tony Abound had donated to him. And so there was a list of donors that had donated to Obama. And uh, Obama, to, to clear up the scandal, had to give back every single cent that the campaign donated to him. And Tony Abound, uh, which is a problem that I don't have, is A as his first name and his last name is ABB. So he's like he's like he's right at the top of the list. So when you look at this list uh, of the donors that that President Obama had to refund, uh, he's right there. So if I type in Resco, Obama, abound, campaign, checks, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Um, there's a whole uh, Resco has his own encyclopedia, Wikipedia thing. Um, 
And uh, I, here it is. I think it is. Senator Obama's campaign on Saturday released a list of 43 contributors totaling $73,000 that it says it will donate to charity because they were linked to ind indicted fundraiser Anton Tony Resco. Going back to that article, uh, the list at the end of this report, which includes Resco's family members, former employees, brings the total to 160000 uh, The total contribution that the Obama campaign said in a statement could be reasonably credited to Resco's political support. This had to be done. It does not include any cash Resco raised for the Illinois state legislator uh, campaigns of Obama, so he was raising campaign money. This is Tony Resco now, um, and so it was... Uh, Tony Abound uh, is being credited with being uh, somebody that Resco was using in order to furtherance his campaign malfeasance and fundraising exploits. The uh, that occurred when Resco was accused of wrongdoing. The new release, blah blah blah. So the first guy is uh, listed is Resco Tony himself. The next guy. Uh, is Tony Aboond, 850. Tony Aboond, uh, uh, 500. Tony Aboond, uh, you know, this is a, a contribution in 2000, a, a contribution in 2003, a contribution in 2004, a contribution in 2004 again. So, so they had to, you know, claw back all the way to the year 2000 in 2008 to, to re refund all of these dollars that were given to Obama. And he had to give all this money to charity. He had, he had to expunge himself. Now, this is the guy, the, Tony Aboned, is that th that guy is going to, what, walk up to Capitol Hill and knock on the president, the office of the president, this guy that already had to refund the money that was associated with Obama, and he's going to say, please, here, I'm here to represent the vapors. This is the guy that's going to be able to do that? Are you kidding me? And I'm talking to the board of... Uh, of uh you know a vta i i think you guys you have to you, you absolutely have to uh geez i'll reboot my uh oh there it is let's see it's still I, i'm having problems on some of these websites are old so they have these really nasty scripts running them and stuff so it's like shutting down my browser either that or the NSA, anybody that looking at this stuff is totally, you know, uh, searching their computers and I've just loaded worms onto my machine. One of the two. Uh, so, uh, going back to that. So, anyway, t Tony is this guy that... Uh, I'm going to reboot the whole fucking browser. Sorry. Uh, kill this. Kill that. Computer problems ensuing. Hold on a second. Young man. You got a message? I just got it. I give? You've never been with it, I mean with us. I'm gone, gone away. But you were here, then you went and gone. Got the word? Oh, yes, yes. The bright light, Dad, got the sign. Sign? The light. Light? The message. Then you went and gone. Why? Give it to me, baby. That's it. Give me the rest. Give, all you want's give, that's it. That's it. And take. That's it. Takes all you want. That's it. Take. That's it. Take. Take, take. Take, take. 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 All right, so I'm back. Uh, so going back to uh, I, I'm, I, this is a message to the board of ETA. You've got a guy that uh, got in big trouble, big trouble uh, with Blagovich and this Resco guy, and uh, 
to the point that the sitting president had to refund the money to the the point where uh, this guy is uh, just the mere fact that he set up a fundraiser for the governor made the governor bolt and and cancel that because it would have the appearance of impropriety and so that appearance is what is going to be in front of uh, you know sitting congressmen and senators and every single you know uh, not to mention that uh, VTA is Chicago based and that Chicago just had the worst taxes put onto it than any place in the state in the entire country I'm not aware of any other you know place Chicago, you have to pay the taxes on your product for the product that is sitting on the shelves before it's even sold. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, we, we talked about that, you know, like a long time ago, uh, but that went into effect the first of this year. And Tony contacted me back in July of uh, 2015. So he was on the job back then, I guess. I, I don't know what the hell. Um so Dimitri is all up up in arms, you know, saying, oh, well, look, how, how dare you say this stuff? It's completely ridiculous. I don't think it's ridiculous. Uh, I really don't. So uh, if I go back over over here somewhere uh, and uh, go ahead and open up the indictment, what the hell? Because it's all false, right? This, this, this stuff doesn't have any legs. Uh, so what the hell? Doesn't make a difference. Might as well look at it. Shit. Okay, so uh, cracking open the indictment. Do, 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 do. Uh, okay, uh, Levine was reappointed to the TRS board in 20, uh, 2004. Two TRS trustees, individual Q and individual R. So uh, I'm just going to do the translation because it is individual Q is Tony Aboon. So I will say Tony Aboon instead of individual Q were appointed to the TRS board. Again, the TRS board is a, a board that manages $30 billion of teachers' retirement funds in the state of Illinois. Just a small little thing like that. Uh, were appointed to the TRS board by Governor of Illinois in May of 20, uh, 2004. And on May 18th, Resco and Levine discussed the appointment of Tony Aboond to the TRS board. Levine was concerned that individual Q... Tony Boone's appointment because he had learned that there was a potential problem with Tony Boone's appointment to the TRS board because Tony Boone had been a registered lobbyist. Registered lobbyists are not allowed to sit on certain Illinois boards, including the teacher's retirement system. In the call, Resco said that he had talked with individual O about individual Q and that individual Q had resigned as a lobbyist, so it shouldn't be a problem. Resco said uh, he would talk to individual O because we are running out of time. Levine had no prior relationship with individual Q or individual R, but arranged to fly down to Springfield uh, with them on May to the May uh, Teachers Retirement Board meeting on a private plane. Sweet. Uh, both individual Q and individual R confirmed to Levine that Resco had told them to do as Levine directed. So both Tony Aboond and individual R confirmed to Levine that Resco had told them to do as Levine directed. Levine instructed Tony and individual R how they needed to vote for the various committee chair positions in the board elections, including that individual S, another trustee 
who was allied with Levine and co-schmear and co-schemer, <laughs> co-schemer A, uh, should be directed at the chair of the investment committee and Levine should be elected as president of the committee. At the, 20, uh, at, the, at the May 25th, 2004 TRS board elections, individual Q, Tony, and individual R voted with Aline and, uh, Levine and other members of the co-schemers voting block on the various committee elections, individual S, and blah, blah, blah. So they've got recordings of Tony and uh, private jets and different things. This is not good. Uh, I, I think he... I think... Tony should be happy that because they were going after a sitting governor and this affected the the political election campaign of a favorite son of Chicago, which would be President Obama, that it would that he should just be happy he could he was ultimately able to steer clear of this thing and not be going back to Washington as a lobbyist to represent our industry to the very same favorite Chicago son. President Obama, I am I am I nuts? I mean, Dimitri, Dimitri, am I wrong? Has I said anything that's wrong? Because you said you fucking asshole. Aside from the fact the accusations are completely ridiculous, we don't know the source. Imagine that behavior like this coming from the so-called advocates is counterproductive and impotent. Fuck you! Fuck you! You fucking asshole! All of this will be stripped out of the clip. Let, let's go with the PG version. How on earth, Dimitri, can you post this thing to Christopher Prost from the Safada, Massachusetts for this flyer, and you say that this flyer has nothing to it? You say it's completely ridiculous. I'm reading from an indictment. You say that the source is unknown. I'm saying it's the federal government. Uh, I, I'm saying, uh, and he says, behavior like this of so-called advocates is counterproductive. Well, you know who's a so-called advocate is Tony Abound. Before, just how many months ago, everybody in this little community, this little fucked up community we call the vape community, everybody knew each other. People knew me, at least, right? Some people like me, some people hate me. I tell you, though, there's more people that fucking hate Dimitri than me, because they, I'm getting a lot of PMs from people, believe me. Uh, but, let me let me tone it back down and bring it back to the seriousness of what this is. Dimitri posted this stuff saying it's false. This flyer was a picture of Tony in his Superman suit that was created by Tony and used to be his actual Facebook profile picture. If you go to Facebook right now, Tony still has that picture in his list of photos. Everything in this flyer that yesterday Dimitri put out is true maybe there do you trust health uh okay so there's some things that are talking like do you trust it in the hands of big tobacco that's an interpretation so you know but if i look into this flyer if i click it i see a web link and the web link is there if i type in resco and tony aboon i get it all back it's not deep now here here's the next way to go about it unfortunately for us is uh Resco Obama. So I'm just going to type in Resco Obama. This is like a coil build. And then I'm going to click on uh, videos. And then I'm going to click on, well, what the hell? Why not the first video? You know, I, I think that, uh, you know, we had bought a house for the first time. 
and uh, you know we were trying to figure out how to uh, set the whole thing up. And you know, uh, this is somebody that I've known for some time. It was an above-board legal transaction. Uh, I paid more than the price of the property that I purchased, uh, and so the assumption was that this was all above board. Uh, and uh, the, the important thing, though, is to note that uh, in all my conduct, there has never been any implications, including in this situation, that I in any way used my office uh, to do favors for people, to help folks uh, betray the public trust in any sort of way. Uh, and that is something that I'm very proud of, and that's part of the reason why uh, in this campaign it's so important for me to uh, talk about the need not just to win elections, but to change how our politics work. All right, so that's before uh, that Chicago Sun-Times uh, article that I was reading you. And, uh, well, let's just click another random link. Appreciate it very much. And we're going to turn now to a question facing... Uh, for, for you people, that's Diane Sawyer. Democratic presidential candidate Barack Obama this morning. The Illinois senator has said that he regards it as one of his mistakes that he had a relationship on the purchase of his home with a political operative who is facing multiple counts of wire and mail fraud, among other charges. Well, this week, a judge vaulted the name of that operative back into the news, and ABC's chief investigative correspondent, Brian Ross, decided to look into it. Brian. Good morning. Okay, so for anybody... Uh, that knows anything about, you know, politics in the United States of America. When Brian Ross from ABC is doing a story on you, start shitting bricks. This is the investigator that goes after everybody. This is the guy. This is like uh, the heir apparent to Sam Donaldson when, when Sam Donaldson was in his prime. This, this, is, this guy is a no BS guy. I've even watched movies. Uh, there's a movie called The Irishman, and it has clips of this guy, uh, Brian Ross, interviewing The Irishman. Uh, it's a good movie, by the way, if you're interested in it. Diane, uh, Senator Obama says no lobbyist would be permitted to work in his White House. And as a state senator in Illinois and now in Washington, he has pushed new ethics reform laws, all of which makes his relationship with an accused Illinois political fixer and influence peddler all the more unusual. His name is Tony Resco, known in Illinois politics as a backroom operator who did favors and raised campaign money for politicians and benefited in return. Resco will go on trial next month to face charges growing out of a three-year-long undercover FBI investigation involving bribes, kickbacks, and extortion. Today we unseal two indictments against Antoine Tony Resco. Both involve uh, efforts to uh, uh, illegally obtain millions of dollars. There was no mention of Senator Obama in Resco's indictment. But as he sought to post bail, it emerged that Resco had quietly played a role in Obama's purchase of a new home. Obama bought the house on Chicago's South Side in June 2005, after he had been elected to the U.S. Senate. According to Obama, the owner wanted to sell the house together with a next-door vacant lot, which Obama apparently did not want. Instead, Resco's wife bought the empty lot for full price, $625,000. And according to Obama, he bought the house, paying $1.65 million for $300,000 under the asking price, all on the same day. Obama says the price was dropped because the house had been on the market for some time. 
but even civics groups that praise Obama's record on ethics were troubled by his involvement with a man of Resco's reputation. Our only concern has been the timing and our wish that the senator had been a little bit more sensitive to the emerging dark cloud over Mr. Resco's head. For his part, Obama has given a series of various explanations about the deal. First, he told the Chicago Tribune that he didn't recall what his conversations were with Resco. Four days later, he told the Chicago Sun-Times that he did recall telling Resco about the property. Last May, as a candidate for president, Obama acknowledged to George Stephanopoulos that Resco could become an issue, even though everything had been above board and legal. But it raised the possibility that here was somebody who was a friend of mine who was doing me a favor. And I said it was a boneheaded mistake. Senator Obama told one newspaper that he knew Resco was under investigation at the time. But the Washington Post says Obama told them he had no idea of Resco's brewing troubles. The first answer was more accurate. We found more than a hundred stories in the Illinois papers in the preceding five months detailing allegations that Resco was a corrupting influence in Illinois politics, including a Sunday editorial in the Chicago Tribune ten days before the House purchase, focusing on Resco and his behind-the-scenes connection to the Illinois governor. By our count, Resco and people in his circle have given Obama more than $120,000 for his U.S. and state Senate campaigns. A spokesman for Obama says the senator has donated 44,000 of that to charity since the indictments in Chicago. And the senator insists no favors were asked of him from Resco and none was granted. Right. Thank you very much. We're going to move on now to new warnings for parents about the... All right. So, uh, geez, you know, this is so difficult to research. Um, let's uh, go over next to... Uh, to uh, what Hillary? We still don't have a lot of answers about Senator Obama and his dealings with Mr. Resco. We still don't have a lot of answers about Senator Obama and his dealings with Mr. Resco. Uh, that that is uh, Hillary speaking about um, uh, candidate Clinton speaking about candidate Obama during the 2008. Uh, thing well, so uh... I, I couldn't agree more but I do think that your record and what you say does matter and when it comes so this is a, a debate a national debate that was uh, broadcast uh, on the networks uh, and and here you will hear Hillary uh, who uh, people should know that her name is Hillary Clinton, and she is the Democratic uh, heir apparent to the nomination for the candidate of president of the United States, herein replacing the other person on the podium stage debate, which would be our current President Obama. Speaking to uh, the items of Mr. Resco, who Tony Aboond is a uh, person, individual Q, who had a Resco had a three-year uh, FBI investigation going on him, which resulted in his indictment and jailing, along with the removal of Senator um, uh, Governor Blagojevich and, and removal. And so Tony is that—that's uh, his linking within this. And Tony had to refund all of the money that he donated to uh, Senator Obama 
that money had to be given to a neutral charity because of the appearances of impropriety and uh, that also uh, that when Governor Quinn of Illinois was invited to the house of Tony Aboond, he subsequently had to cancel that because of the appearance of impropriety of uh, malfeasance, if you will. Uh, and the opponent to then sitting Governor Quinn uh, used the line that Quinn was using Blagovich's Rolodex or Resco's Rolodex as a means to fund himself. So the Rolodex of the corrupt political funders uh, was how Quinn was attacked. Now, what I'm saying is that I am very concerned that the opponents, the anti-vaping groups, who who are adamantly against tobacco, will then be able to use Tony Aboond against the vaping world uh, by tying Tony to tobacco and then just mashing him, just absolutely mashing him in the public square. And then uh, in anything, anytime VTA sticks their face up, uh, in any city, state, or, or national legislator, uh, the, the opponent, you play the side of the opponent, they stand up there and go, hey, here is Big Tobacco with their corrupt financing, their corrupt lobbyists, with all their corrupt stuff. Whether it be true or not, this is what the argument would be. That here they are again with their corruption, with their with their CD deals, with their uh, you know all of this terrible stuff, and here that is the group that is representing these vapors. That is the people that is representing these small vape businesses. So when they tell you that they have nothing to do with tobacco, nothing to do with the dirty tricks of big tobacco, don't you believe them? Because here is this guy. And you all know who this guy is. This guy is related to Resco, which is related to Blagovich. This is why the president had to refund his money. And if you let this come in and affect our political process in the state of X, in our state legislature, where VTA has come in to, to make their case, then we are falling pitfall to these same dirty tobacco tricks that want to get our kids hooked on nicotine once again and the children and the mothers of the children should stand up and fight these big tobacco people who are brought in with uh, lobbyists that are as dirty as Tony Aboond and uh, VTA and all of their tobacco companies they are not small vape shops they are not vape they are tobacco and it's just they're pulling the wool over your eyes. And all whether that stuff is all true or not, it's, I'm, I'm saying that's my argument. That's what I would do as the other side. And what do you think is going to win? Do you think my argument that I just used is going to win? Or somebody else saying, oh, no, uh, Tony, uh, Tony wasn't indicted. He, yes, he was individual Q, but uh, yeah, there was no, no, don't, don't, he wasn't indicted. No, you've lost. Those politicians are not going to jump on to the Tony Abound bandwagon. They're not going to, they are going to run like rats on the other end of a sinking ship. They are going to run away from Tony and whatever else is associated with Tony and whether that's VTA or whatever companies are members of VTA or the board members. If Tony Abound is not removed from the board of VTA, 
It's the easiest. I mean, just let me at them. Let anybody on the other side walk. Just can you imagine? It's like if it was a prize fight. If you're like, okay, uh, I, I, Tony's coming in from the other side. Can you imagine the glee and the jolly and the absolute joy of the other side waiting? You know, people. A lot of people watch Senator Leno. You know, out of San Francisco. Could you imagine the field day that Leno would have? Uh, just, just tearing apart. The other side. I already told you how he did it with uh, Enjoy connected to Blue and then using the, the two together to miscommunicate. And, and the fucking thing is, Leno won. Leno kept on trying. To, it's going to be a cakewalk, an absolute cakewalk for, for them to tear apart Tony and the VTA and anybody associated with them. And here's my concern. Yeah, right, I'm not a member of VTA. Yeah, absolutely. But I think the stench... The absolute pure stench of VTA is going to flow onto all of Vapors. And that stench is coming from Tony. So what I'm saying is that the board of uh, VTA better take up action. They better do something about this. There's no way on earth that you want Tony Abone representing this industry. And I take it personally. As I said earlier, I've dunked my bank account and burnt money on this stuff. And so I don't want to see it all fucked up. And that's just me. There's other companies out there that have employees and employees' families on the line. And I'm saying this is a walking train wreck in the form of a guy that has on his own personal Facebook, Tony Aboond, you know, in a little Superman suit. This is a walking fucking train wreck. And Dimitri is saying, oh, we don't know the fucking source. Oh, fucking, are you kidding me? I watched this debate live. I'm a political junkie. Here's what, this is Hillary about to go after Obama. This is Hillary Clinton. This is President Obama. These are two people that one person is could be the president and one person is the president. Resco is about to be used in this debate as the biggest fight that they had on the previous thing. So uh, let's let's just can the shit, Dimitri. This is not an obscure little thing that happened in 2010. This is this was national news, and Tony. A boon was was individual Q. This is not. This is so easily exploitable by the anti vaping groups. I I don't know why you haven't done your due diligence as the head of CVA, as the chairman of the board of CVA USA, because the the other thing that is going on currently is that they are having a lot of investigations about Chinese companies coming in and stealing American secrets and uh, taking them back and uh, copying them. Uh, 60 minutes of uh, type in 60 minutes uh, Chinese, uh, uh, you know, espionage. And and you will see a lot of stuff that they're talking about with secrets going back uh, that that people are in China, uh, in the United States that are Chinese that are pulling, you know, patents and things away from the United States and exploiting them and taking them back to China. And uh, you know that Joytech has already been accused of doing this very same thing. And Joytech is one of the members of CVA USA, which is uh, you're the chairman of the board of. So there, these things are will get used in a political fight. So you, uh, Dimitri has been going around saying, we're going to offer this new legislative paradigm to handle vaping. And what I'm saying is if you have this cast of, of characters as the people that are taking that hope in there, that you've got Chinese money uh, that is already being sued for stealing patented works by Evolve, uh, if you take these arguments to politicians, 
they're not stupid. It took me how long to figure this stuff up? I'm, I'm literally doing it live on the fly. This is not deep. This is right on the surface. This is a person that should not be representing vaping in any form. And just four months ago, when Grim Green went on his little video and said, you know what, uh, I'm just a dog and my fur is standing up a little bit. I'm looking at that other dog and I just don't know if I f how I feel about it. You know what? Grim Green pegged it. He absolutely pegged it. So, you know, that was his instinct. His instinct, I'm saying, it was 100% on the ball. And then Dimitri's disappointed, disappointed that somebody would use his instincts. Presenting your contributor, Resco, in his slum landlord business in inner city Chicago. Hold on one second, hold on. Senator, contributor, Resco, against those ideas. Okay, so I've rewound it. Uh, the reason why this pops up, because this was the biggest, most vicious fight in all of the debates. But this was like the highlight reel of the national debates for the Democratic Party when it was, you know, the, the inspirational uh, President Obama and the inspirational first woman uh, you know, as as that story unfolds. Now, I don't know about you, but if anybody's following the news, is anything about uh, a woman candidate and uh, replacing the first black American president? I mean, uh, is, is do you think this is not topical? And does does Dimitri? I know Dimitri. I don't know if he's a citizen of the United States. I know he's from Greece, but maybe he just didn't clue into this stuff. But this stuff is, I'm telling you, there's no way and. A, a properly running board of directors of VTA can allow to, uh, Tony Abound to be the representation of it. You got to run from this. Bad ideas, bad for America. And I was fighting against those ideas when you were practicing law and representing your contributor, Resco, in his slum landlord business in inner city Chicago. Hold on one second, hold on. We still don't have a lot of answers about Senator Obama and his dealings with Mr. Resco. Let me find another clip. Uh, here's, here's how Resco relates to uh, the, the current candidate, Clinton. That will enable and them it to seemed make the to right me decision. that on Monday night in South Carolina in that debate, it didn't always stay focused on that, Senator. I want to run a clip, and this is where you were attacking Senator Obama in particular about his work uh, connected to what was called a so-called slumlord in Chicago, a guy named Tony Resco. Take a look at the clip. I was fighting against those ideas when you were practicing law and representing your contributor, Resco, in his slum landlord business in inner city Chicago. That was Monday night, Senator, and I know you don't have video. You can't see what I'm about to put up on the screen right now, but I'm going to put up a picture right now that we've received, and this is a picture of you and your husband, Bill Clinton, posing with that same man, Tony Resco. It is undated. I'm going to tell you right now. We know it's him. We don't know when it was taken. We think it was taken during your husband's presidency. I'm just curious, do you know anything about the picture? Do you know when it was taken? Do you remember meeting this man? 
No, I don't. You know, I probably have taken hundreds of thousands of pictures. But of course, Matt, you didn't show what preceded what I said, which was a direct attack, one of several that uh, was I leveled against it. me by you Senator were, Obama. You, it was a counterpunch. I and understand so, that. Obviously, it, it was a counterpunch. I try not to attack first, but I have to defend myself, and I do have to counterpunch. No, I, I don't know the man. I wouldn't know him if he walked in the door. I Okay, so I think that's all I need to do from the clips from the from the YouTube, from the YouTubes. Um, so um, I I don't know what else there is to say. I'll, I'll go back into the to the chat uh, and see uh, uh, see what else is going on over there in chat. Uh, yeah, well, uh, Durosig is out there, and what else do we got going here? Uh, I see there's a whole bunch of guys over on Mixler. Uh, I don't know how all that works, but I see that there's twice the number of people on Mixler than there are uh, over in uh, in the VP live chat. So I appreciate you guys on Mixler, uh, and uh, and I don't know what else there is to say. Uh, I guess we'll do a little summation. Uh, let me go back to my agenda and uh, see if uh, this town hall uh, has achieved uh, the intervention. That again, this this show was uh, indicated. It was rep that, Did I follow through after at the end of the meeting? Uh, good business nineties nineteen nineties technology would tell you that you should have an agenda before the meeting. Yes, I did that. Uh, I then reviewed the agenda at the beginning of the meeting. Yes, I did that. Uh, then I uh, went through and tried to go through the agenda. And at the end of the meeting, uh, we want to get our little action items out at the end uh, and make sure that everybody knows we're on the same page. And usually the best way to do that, it would be to have a, a little bit of a summary. So let's do that. Uh, vape advocacy, intervention, community group therapy. Uh, this was this was good for me, I guess. I feel, I feel relieved. I, I feel that... Uh, uh, that uh, the, the the truth is out there, and uh, we've gotten that out. Uh, and uh, it's a live town hall. We had we had phone calls that uh, nobody called, nobody tried to call. I definitely, even though the phone lines are a little little wonky, uh, that uh, that the one person that was did try to call uh, was a person that had tried to call before, and he's actually listening. On, I actually recognize area code three six three zero. Uh, and so I got a good idea who that was and they didn't want to talk. They just listened to it. So the phone lines were available and nobody called, uh, unfortunate. Um, then we, we talked about carthotic screaming. We did that. Uh, we, we talked about dealing with loss. I think, uh, people are, are worried that we're about to lose the vaping industry. And I think that we, we do not need to be as fearful as that. We, uh, the next item was proactively purging toxic influencers. I believe that Tony is a toxic influencer. He was listed in the indictment of a successful indictment of one of the biggest money peddlers in Chicago history that took down Blagovich and this guy named Resco. Uh, I think I believe Resco might have just gotten out of jail uh, or he's still in jail. Uh, I'm pretty sure Blagovich is still in jail. Uh, so we, we want to make sure that these toxic influencers are not part of influencing the future of vaping. We wanted to uh, combat irrational thoughts. And uh, I think it's irrational to uh, not put in your applications into the FDA that you, you really want to try and do that regardless of anything else. So combat that, you know, as a Boy Scout uh, you should always be prepared. So you should be prepared for a PMTA process 
whether or not you think the Cole Bishop HR 2058 or any of these other avenues uh, might happen. Uh, and also combating an irrational thought is that the whole notion that there's going to be some sort of new regulatory paradigm that is going to come out. This is what Dimitri thinks is that there's going to be some sort of uh, alternate thing than the Tobacco Control Act uh, is going to suddenly appear and regulate vapor products as its own unique animal. You know, it's not going to happen. That's irrational. It, it's it, the FDA is going to do this. And then if you think that it's going to be removed from a lawsuit, as I went over last week, Kassaw and, and Julie Worsner's old group uh, wrote, decided on their own that they should opine and give information to the court in regarding the Enjoy case. Now, it would have been better uh, as many people think, if Julie and Kassaw and, and Bill Godshall would not have put this information in because Enjoy had it handled. Their lawyers had it handled and uh, it was being done. But now you have the largest group of uh, what is reported to be the largest group of uh, vapors uh, in consumer vapors have are on the record as giving to the court. And this is not just any court. It's the highest appellate court in the land. The next stop is the uh, the Supreme Court. So any lower courts, which all of the cases uh, regarding the predicate date will be heard in, will have to rely on the previous case law, which is going to be the Enjoy case. And when they look at the appellate decision, they will have in their hands something called as the amicus brief. That amicus brief from Kassaw, Julie, uh, Julie's old group, it was a, something called MRP. It was a different different group that she was doing. Uh, but she's still around, obviously. They wrote over and said that electronic cigarettes are tobacco products in black and white. They also said uh, electronic cigarettes should be controlled by the Tobacco Control Act. That's been submitted to the highest court in the the highest appellate court in the land and they accepted that it's part of the record and they ruled in favor of that. So to unwind that, you have to unwind the appellate decision. And so when Saw goes around and says, we're setting up a lawsuit, I don't know what lawsuit they think is actually going to happen. I don't think, you know, Kassaw for a long time has said that they're going to put out a lawsuit, that they had, that's what they, why they collect funds, is to fund a lawsuit, to get everybody involved. Tell me how that lawsuit's going to work. I haven't, you know, you know, Kassaw doesn't do a great job in communicating. They, they put out great, you know, calls to action. But as far as interactive, I don't see Kassaw on, on Facebook. Uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't see uh, them on live Facebook. I, I see Julie at, uh, at different shows. But as far as an active interactive dialogue with Vapors, I don't see it. It's, it's mostly a one-way communication that comes out of what they're going to do. Now, Julie has said that she supports uh, VTA and, and sees that, uh, that uh, he sees in the future that Kassaw would work with VTA. I, I think that's mismanagement, and I think that's a mistake. And part of the reason why I was banned out of these groups is because I said, I don't think this is a good idea. And this is long before I had any clue about all of this, this serious stuff. Uh, and, and, you know, 
I, I think that that Kassan, and Julie and stuff that they need to get this. They need to have a better communications with uh, the vaping community. And as I've said before, uh, you know, communication problems are the biggest thing. So if I'm able to short circuit and, and get Kassan to have a, a better dialogue with the, the vapors out there, uh, then this show would have been well worth it. Uh, because I don't think there's any way that uh, CASA should be backing an organization, just just as similar with uh, with how uh, why the board of directors of VTA should sever its relationship with Tony Aboon, as too should shall uh, uh, Julie Wuzner uh, and CASA. That there that this is too much of a risk to this community, and it would be malfeasance upon the directors of these organizations, including Julie, to allow this to continue without standing up and stopping a train wreck before it's happening. So, uh, you know, this is not, this is not fun and games anymore. There are companies that are, have employees that are relying on the revenues and you have, you have people coming out like a VTA organization that is so easily exploited by the likes of a Senator Leno that it's child's play. It's so easy to roll. And, and what you do is you, you just take, you take the, the, the slime that has been put on to, uh, to Tony Abound, and he'll never be able to shake it, unfortunately, for him. Uh, but the slime of that period of time and, and these debates... And then you weave that in with the Tobacco Association, the Vapor Tobacco Association. And then you, you take that and you bundle that up and then you say, oh, look, this is how Big Tobacco wants to exploit your children. Will you mothers stand up and fight off Big Tobacco once again? And that is going to be a super powerful argument. And frankly, it's an argument that I don't see it can be defeated. Even if you've got the science on your side, I am very concerned that, uh, you know, what the ramifications are is that you're going to get taxed up the yin-yang. And that's what I said earlier, that this isn't going to be the year of the taxes. Big tobacco wants big taxes. And so if uh, these, uh, you know, there's going to be a hearing up in California on Tuesday talking about taxes. And these taxes uh, are, uh, are going to be at play. And I know that uh, Tony uh, has been going around with a new organization called uh, CSFO, uh, which is a California Smoke-Free Organization. It might be CASFO, which I've seen written this week as well. If these guys walk in, it's just going to be a buzzsaw, and it's not going to be a buzzsaw that's going to be in the favor of vapors. And that's why I'm concerned about it. So... Uh, we, the next topic after combating these irrational thoughts was talking about anger management. And again, we, we use catharsis and, and we use screaming, primal screaming, as any good California person would do. The screaming was effective. Uh, then we talked about trust falls in an environment where you know you won't be caught. And that, that is with what I think is a problem with uh, some of these Safada board members. People are trusting Safada to do the right thing. And if if Safada board members are interacting on a daily basis with Dimitri, who Dimitri is an agent of a foreign government known as Sevia USA, uh, the Chinese, it's, these are ramifications that are not just fun and games, folks. You, if, if you trust these people, 
If you fall backwards, don't expect to be caught. And it's going to hurt. And, and, and I feel duped uh, by, uh, by, by these board members of Safada. They should not be working and talking and communicating with a guy that, uh, that is actively working against the organization that they expect to be a board member of. And so if that means it's Shell out of, uh, out of uh, Texas because she's advertising on the smoke for it, so be it. It is what it is. There, there's no time to wait. So I'm, I'm sorry, but Shell, if it's you that's talking to Dimitri all the time, don't you think he's trying to hurt Safana? Don't you think he's trying to hurt Safana? Because if you don't think that, you're not paying attention, Shell. Questioning authority and the yin-yang of navel-gazing. Well, here's the yin-yang of it. If you guys, if Kassar wants to be the authority, if, if Safada wants to be authority, if VTA wants to be authority, I'm just a little kid looking at a naked emperor. And that emperor's butt naked. And I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. Am I crying wolf? Do you think I'm crying wolf? You've got a major problem right now with VTA. And, 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 and you know, people subverting uh, Safada. And, you know, if, if Safada gets subver subverted, it's going to be a big problem. And everybody, if they want to run over to VTA because they think that VTA is the new sliced bread and, uh, you know, that they want to abandon Savada, that's going to be a fucking nasty outcome. And I sure as hell hope that doesn't happen. So the last part of the show was uh, let the healing begin. Feel the love, share the joy, group hugging, and not muggings for camera. That The time is running out, so I'll just go...